0: What's up,
1: dude? Hola, amigo.
0: Hola, como esta? <laughs> uh, good to hear you, mate. Good to hear your voice.
1: I'm breaking out all the uh, Spanish. I'm going for a, I'm trying. I'm trying to rope in our international audience.
0: Yeah, good call, man. Good call. Um, Unfortunately, that's...
1: as soon as they learn that I'm just some dumb, greasy-ass white boy from the suburbs, they're probably going to leave. <laughs> I was just trying to do an
0: impression of the um, Beavis and Butthead um, episode where Butthead tries to speak Spanish and is fucking all kinds of wrong. <laughs>
1: ooh,
0: ooh. <laughs> uh, good times, man. I
1: could do Cornholio. I mean, you know, I don't know if that oh, works.
0: Mate, absolutely always works. Cornholio <laughs> is the universal language of awesomeness.
1: Well, that's what I've always thought, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I could be wrong. I've been wrong once before. I think it was a Thursday. Oh
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. We've been known to be wrong.
1: <laughs> so yeah,
0: what uh what else is going on, dude?
1: I read a really fucking awesome comic today.
0: Fuck yeah, do tell.
1: Okay, I read the first trade paperback of Good Boy and the first two issues of Good Boy volume 2. Is good. Good Boy is good. Yeah. Um, so basically, right, this whole thing, for, for those that haven't heard of it, because it seems to be fairly, it's a source point press thing. Um, yeah. So it, I think it's fairly kind of under the radar. But basically, it's a reverse John Wick. Okay. So instead of the dog dying, the human dies and the dog goes on rampage.
0: I remember you mentioning about this and how you were eagerly anticipating reading this.
1: Dude, it's fucking rad. Fuck yeah, dude. Very, very cool. It's so rad. And, like, yeah, um, just insanely violent and kind of wrong. Like, there's something inherently wrong about a dog swearing. I'm just like, oh, but it's a puppy. But it's a cute little puppy. I mean, fuck, man, what's what's wrong with that? That's, that's fucking all kinds of rad. Fuck yeah, dude. Awesome. Yeah, no, very cool. Highly recommended.
0: Nice. Um, as nice as that burp was too. Um, I, I've i been reading the, the volume, uh, I don't know what volume it is, number one or two, uh, Resident Alien. Oh, is that good? Dude, it's great. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I, interesting, um, fun little read about an alien that crashes to earth and and uh, finds himself the town doctor. Like, oh, cool! Just lives amongst the humans. So yeah, I'm reading this kind of it's kind of a murder mystery um, issue at the moment where you know they're, they're just starting to talk about there might be a serial killer in town, and meanwhile this alien's just walking around amongst them as if you know
1: it's perfectly normal. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. All right, I enjoy it.
1: Yeah, right, I got I, I got to do um no you got you got
0: no 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 you guys no, no. no, no.
1: that up. No, no, oh, I was just Other than that, all right. All right. <laughs> I, I got to do the the DC uh the DC nod because I've been talking about a bit of Marvel stuff lately. So I finished um Shadow War, which was the big Batman nice. Deathstroke Robin crossover, and that was good, pretty fucking cool, man. Like. I mean, I love Deathstroke. He's one of my favorite characters. I think he's fucking rad. And um, yeah, this was a really cool crossover. And it feeds into Dark Crisis, which is the big fucking DC Hoo-Ha event uh, for this been year.
0: So on the fence about whether I need that in my life or not, or can I just hold out till the the day that it comes to the library?
1: Um, it's pretty good, man, I gotta say. Um it looks good. Because you read you read Death of Justice League, right? Well, I had to get that. I just felt yeah. like
0: I I was that dumb idiot that missed out on Death of Superman 75 when it came out and I went, eh,
1: I'll do the Justice League one. Well, Dark Crisis kind of flows on from that. Um, mm. It's actually – and it sort of flows on from Shadow War as well. Um, and it's actually pretty fucking good as far as – I'm always on the fence about event stuff because a lot of the time it feels like a lot of the character work gets kind of lost in there. Yeah, sure. But Dark Crisis is actually... I've only read the first issue and the Young Justice tie-in, um, and I'm really digging it, mostly because, like, a lot of the big heroes are kind of off the board, like, you know, Batman, Superman, everyone else. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty much focusing on... Um, you know, John Kent and nice. him trying to fill his dad's shoes and build a new Justice League. Um, the friendship between him and Nightwing, uh, like Nightwing, you know, you know, trying to like fill the gap and like train the new generation of Titans and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's been like I mean, look, I'm only an issue and a bit or an issue and a, a, a spin-off issue into it, but I'm kinda digging it so far. Like it's a lot more um, character-driven than a lot of stuff. And, you know, you got Black Adam in the background after seeing the Justice League getting killed, basically just going mm. like, you know, fuck you, son of kal You're not fucking... You're trying to fly before you can even walk, blah, 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 and, you know, you shouldn't be trying to fill your father's shoes. You should be finding your own way and all this sort of stuff. So it's actually been pretty fucking cool, man. I'm kind nice. of digging it. Um, Like, <clears throat> as far as as far as big events go like this one's kind of off to a pretty good start like it's a lot more it kind of really reminds me of like the last DC event that I really enjoyed and kind of really gave a fuck about was Infinite Crisis
0: yeah Um,
1: and again it was kind of a lot more character based like there'd been it sort of took a a running sort of leap off of a lot of stuff that had happened in other comics and other storylines and stuff like that. So there was a lot of character work in there as well, Mm. which I thought was cool. And this seems to be doing the same thing.
0: Nice, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of fresh new stuff hitting the shelves at, at uh, the comic shops. Um, You know, contrary to the delays they've had with um, paper shortages, which is fucking, that's all kinds of weird. Yeah, but, right. Um, yeah. It's um weird time to be living, that's for sure. Like, it's a good time, but it's a weird time because, you know, our beloved comic book reading is sort of hindered by these delays with printing and stuff. So it's um it's a, bit, a little bit concerning because, um, you know, you and me, we're, we're paper guys through and through. We're not oh, yeah, fucking I, digi. I, I, can't, I, I can't do digital.
1: I can't even, man. I can't read a fucking comic on an iPad or a computer. I tried it, just, it. It's not the same. It's um, not.
0: I need to smell the paper. I need to fucking read back over stuff. I yeah. Yeah.
1: I I just I like the whole tactile thing of having yeah. something, and it just for me, it's like, you know, man. I don't I don't work, so I can own a bunch of files. Like yeah. I, I I like. You know, walking into my fucking room or my living room and seeing my fucking Blu-rays on shelf or my comics in my library and stuff yep. like that. It's like, the same it's as a
0: video a... shop, man. You just want yeah. to
1: walk in and be like that kid in the candy store. You
0: want that selection and you go, Oh, yes, I think I'll have this one today. Yeah.
1: I just I want to be able to go, Well, I went to a job I hated for a whole week, but you know, hey, look at that. My fucking flash collection is almost complete. Cool. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. It's a thing. Like, it, it's not the same as like going. Oh, I brought a bunch of files that are sitting on my iPad. God, I hope it doesn't fuck up and I lose my entire <laughs> yeah. collection.
0: Exactly. Yeah, the
1: day they build a crash-proof computer or hard drive, um, I might consider it. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, but for
0: me, it's it's it's. I don't know. Like for for me personally, I'm I'm enjoying the nostalgia track of, like for example. Uh, one of my projects of of collecting is the the '80s Starman series. Um, yeah, you know uh, uh, that second Starman dude. Yeah, the Will, um, Will
1: Payton one. Yeah, Will Payton.
0: That's thank you, thank you. So you know every now and then I'm going to see and find if I can get a, an issue that's relatively cheap enough and add it to the collection. You know, and it's it's a bit of a pet project. It's not the same. You know, I could easily go online and just. Download the whole file. Yeah, cool. Yeah, But it doesn't have the same feel, like reading the ads, reading, I don't know, all the cool
1: shit. Yeah, you know? man, I'm the same. Like my, my pet project at the moment is I'm going through, because I used to have all this shit, but I, I sold a bunch of stuff to fund movies and fucking yeah. lost stuff in moves and lent shit to people and it yeah. never came back. So my pet project at the moment is I'm going through and I'm trying to rebuild... My entire um my last pet project was like nineties DC stuff like nice. the ray and damage and shit yeah, like that. Like yeah, all yeah. that shit that I fucking nice. loved. Um so I finished that and my current one is a lot of the Midnight Sun stuff.
0: Yeah. So I'm
1: trying to like, you know, rebuild my nineties Ghost Rider and Blaze collection. Um I'm a about wor- worthy collection. Oh, man, I'm, like, literally, like, I think 13 issues off finishing my Morbius collection, so. Dude, 90s Morbius ruled. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, dude, I love it. Love it to death. Like, but, um, I,
0: I collected that, and I'm kicking myself to this day that I never stuck to it. Mm. But it was a great fucking read.
1: Yeah, well, I, I got it up to, I think I got up to, like, issue 25, and then it nice. kind of. It kind of tapered off a bit. So yeah. I didn't finish the collection when it was coming out. Like I think yeah. it only ran to like 33. So I was like, oh, was seven mm. issues off. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I'm up to about the mid-20s or early 20s at the moment. So I've nice. got about 13 left to go. So. Decent, man.
0: That's a decent collection, man. Like I'm the same with um, Punisher 29 and 9. Yeah, I'm, I've got most of the collection. Also, uh, Images uh, Supreme. Yeah. I've got a lot of those issues too. So, you know, th- there's various little things that I'm sort of, you know, my little my little pet project collections that I would kind of want in life, as well as um, the fall and rise of Captain Atten.
1: Oh, or, yeah. I yeah, really yeah. want that. I, I don't know yeah. why.
0: I've just got this weird obsession with Captain Adam, who whom I know very little about, but I'm just mildly weirdly obsessed Dude, with.
1: I was the same as a a because I was fucking massive on Firestorm, which I'm also is also same. one of my pet projects. Like yes. I am I Loved am it. literally fifty issues away from finishing that entire series from the eighties.
0: And you will do it. Well, f- is.
1: 50 issues and a couple of annuals, so... Nice. But I'm one of those assholes where I'm like, I'm looking for bulk stuff, and yeah. it's like, if it's bulk, I want a consecutive run. I don't want like, oh, I've got an issue like 52, 55, 56, 60 to 70, 81, 90 to 100. I'm like, no, 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 no. That will frustrate the fuck out of me. Yeah. Like, give me a fucking solid consecutive run, and yeah. And then We're you can have my friends. Money. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> um, Because yeah, so I first saw Captain Adam in Firestorm um, mm. around the Millennium crossover. Yeah. And I just thought he was the fucking coolest thing ever because I'm like, right. oh, this guy's, like, kind of like Firestorm's almost opposite number because, mm. like, mm. they're both nuclear-powered heroes. Yeah. And, yeah, I thought he was fucking rad as as a young man. There was just um, something
0: about him. I just, I don't know, I was into it. I was like, yeah, dude, this this guy's legit. But for some reason, I didn't fucking pursue reading it. Mm. I don't know what happened. I I don't know. I I can't explain it. It's one of them great mysteries of my childhood. I I was into Captain Adam, but I I wasn't.
1: I don't know. Well, I remember the Captain Adam comics were really hard to find at the newsagent as a kid because I think they were like a direct market thing because I remember seeing – um, you remember those three packs or five packs? Of yes, comics I do remember those. Christmas? Oh, fuck, that the great greatest idea. thing ever. Ah, uh, like yeah, I was happiness in su- a bag. Yeah, that I would like go to the supermarket and like kind of like try and peer through and see what else was in there so that I like, yeah. could get the absolute best ones. Yes. Um, but yeah, I I got so many fucking old X Men issues that way. It was fucking glorious. Oh. But yeah, I remember getting Captain Adam stuff in those. Um, and like you know an issue here or there and stuff Mm. like that and um, it was always really cool like reading them Uh, but Captain Adam I remember the 80s series at least was a bit more adult than most of the D C it was sort of verging on that mature readers kind of thing like Green Arrow and yeah. the Suicide Squad back. Cause then. I mean he's he's a really
0: powerful superhero in the grand
1: scheme of things. Like he's yeah. nuclear powered.
0: He's he's a test pilot or general or something like that. And yeah. ticks all the boxes of the you know, the kind of guy you don't want to fuck with
1: on the yeah. best day, right? Yeah.
0: But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't follow up and read it and then I found out about this fallen rise of Captain Adam and I'm like, what the fuck is this? I, I want to read this. I don't know mm. why, but I want to read it. Yeah. And then I read about him uh, crossing over into another uh, uh, image or somewhere like that appearing in there.
1: Yeah, they kind of did this weird thing with the New 52 where they um, I didn't read it. I just was sort of on the periphery of it and yeah. reading about it because mm. I was really curious because they did this weird thing where they sort of like kind of had him bouncing between like the wildstorm universe yeah. and the dc universe so i was kind of paying attention to it in like news articles and shit like that cuz i was like if you bring back wildcats or wetworks or gen 13 i am fucking on you like white on rice um nice but they kind of didn't like they kind mm. of sort of brought a few Characters in here and there, but never really kind of you know, yeah, really committed. pressed the button on it, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, you it know, was disappointing because you know, mm. those characters were rad, yeah, it's a shame, but
0: yeah, I don't know, it's a fucking weird thing how, how we, um, I don't know, we, we, we're we fascinated by characters and fascinated by comics, even though we there's certain ones we don't read, you know, and it's, um, I don't know, I. It's just one of those little things that's
1: just started to niggle in my brain of late. It's like, so I don't, I think I own one, but one graphic novel, but it's like, I love the Legion of Superheroes. Like, I think they're pretty cool, right? Fucking awesome, man. Like, I love Timberwolf. I love Wildfire, Mm. Ultra Boy. Like, I think they are fucking rad, but I've never really been able to jump in to collecting anything Legion related because it always seems really complex and convoluted. It's a very deep rabbit hole. I, I never ne- yeah exactly dude. And mm. I'm never sure at which point to jump on because yeah, there's been so many reboots and do-overs. Like I got it for a while in the 90s. I found like a point to jump on. And Mm. I think I got it for about a year or so. But even then, like, it was sort of, um, it was like a jump on point. Yeah. But reading it, you're still like, holy fuck, there is so much history here where I have no idea what the shit is going on. So I'm kind of lost. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, man. I but the, I did get the Timberwolf miniseries, and that was rad because that was like its own. I grabbed thing. issue one
0: of that, and it was fun. I reading yeah, never that. yeah. That yeah.
1: Like, he's a cool character, but um, yeah.
0: I mean, I, a lot of the characters of the Legion of Superheroes were really cool. Like, um, yeah, very impressive. I don't know, just like some of the, yeah, just some of the characters, like um, fuck. The Brainiac 5 and
1: yeah.
0: Superboy and uh, was well,
1: there Karate Kid, I think? Yeah, Karate Kid and yeah. uh, like Invisible Kid. Like, Wildfire was always one of my favourites. Like, he was the dude with the full face mask that just had the fucking raddest costume ever. Um, But I got the fucking... I did buy the last run of Legion that they restarted that Bendis wrote. And I just... I'm not one of these guys that hates Bendis as a writer, but I think he's very suited to certain characters and his Legion run was just like, it was not good. It just, yeah, it just was a whole lot of, cause I mean, you know, I, I grabbed it. So it was like, okay, so, you know, John Kent's in here. Like I'll, I'll check this out see what, you know, this is sort of coming out of like a Superman run, which was pretty cool. And it just was just a lot of, fucking talking and a lot of nothing happening and a lot of, you know, every character kind of sounded the same and there didn't really seem to be any actual point to the series. Like, Mm. it's not like, okay, this story's going somewhere or building towards something. And it wasn't like, there wasn't even like, okay, there's no real plot as such, but it's really good character development. Like, it was just kind of a mess. So I kind of just went, eh, that can go in the, the donate pile. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Someone else can enjoy this. Someone that's not me. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hawkman's another character that I absolutely love that I've never really collected or read. Like I just, I think Hawkman's fucking cool, but I got the,
0: the death of Hawkman graphic novel. That was fun. Um, Yeah. He's kind of one of those interesting characters and I'm, I'm all kinds of excited to see him in black Adam. Yeah. totes. Um yeah he's i don't know he's kind of like that character you want to fall in love with but i feel like he's in the same category as legion of um superheroes you know you just kind of go i kind of want to read this but i don't know where to start and i just yeah i feel like i've missed out on too much
1: yeah i've always i've always loved him when i've read him in stuff like you know, the Justice League or, you know, crossover stuff. Or he's something. great as a supporting character. Yeah. Like, cause it's like, he, you know, he, he comes in and he's just such a gruff fucking badass. Like, I remember, like, um, Oh, what was it, Identity Crisis or something? Like, they had a fight with Deathstroke and, like, he he broke Green Lantern's ring finger or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, Kyle's sitting there having a bit of a fucking gripe as his finger gets, you know, fixed. And, you know, the Adam's like... Hawkman's like, oh, shut up, pussy. And the Adam's all like, you know, oh, take it easy on him, Carter. His finger got broken by Deathstroke. And Hawkman just, like, yeah. goes, and next time I see Deathstroke, I'm going to break his neck. And he's just like... <laughs> yeah this dude is fucking cool as shit. Like yeah. He's such a badass. It's like, yeah, yeah like you're just not phased by Deathstroke at all who's like fucking, you know, bad as fuck. You're just yeah. like, no, I'm just going to fuck his shit up next time I see him. It's like, okay, this dude's cool. Um, yeah. And I remember one, uh, I think it was a Justice League issue or something where they're having a meeting and Hawkman just kind of walks in, throws that fucking great mace on the table i remember that and he's yes. covered in blood and someone's like oh are you okay he's like it's not mine yeah and he's just like going oh this dude's cool <laughs> like, yeah yeah there's
0: there's, um yeah there's a lot lots of love about what some of the just random things he does in that fucking yeah. book man it's, it's like
1: little random moments like that are like so memorable and yeah yeah just a character that i'd always kind of wanted to kind of get into collecting but never really did
0: Yeah, he's a fascinating one because, I mean, he's got that whole Egyptian alien background behind him. And it's, yeah, there's a whole mythos behind him. So I hope that Black Adam sheds a little light on that background. Um, I know that there's some Black Adam one-shots coming out with Atom and uh, Hawkman that apparently sheds a spotlight on their characters prior to the movie. So, yeah, you know, there's, there's little nuggets here and there. So, yeah, good times. Good times. Rad times.
1: Yeah, I'm kind. I'm kind of curiously looking forward to that because I love the Justice Society, so I'm sort of Mm. like it's gonna be Justice Society on screen.
0: Yeah, big fan. Fuck yeah. Hey, um, moving right along,
1: man. Fucking
0: this week's uh, movie is fucking. I mean, I'm all kinds of before we
1: geek out over this week's movie, I've just got to say I have been completely geeking out the last twenty four hours over all the deep space shots from the James Webb telescope. Um, I'm sorry listeners who are here to like hear me talk about comics and movie shit. Uh, this is only going to take five minutes, but Less if you than haven't far. seen the photos from the fucking James Webb telescope of like deep space and the universe, it's fucking rad and you should totally check it out. Like fuck yeah! I was having a major fucking space nerd moment over it. I was just like, holy fuck. That is amazing. So, okay, I'm done now fucking record time too <laughs> fucking hell that's i'll awesome. just shut my little fucking science astronomy geek up and, no uh, dude no 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 no.
0: no no we'll we'll pursue this <laughs> we'll pursue this, uh, we'll pursue this uh, definitely for sure in the future cuz I, I, I love i love all that shit too man so but um yeah dude like this this week we're we're all kinds of excited cuz we we're going to talk about a movie that um popped out in 1986 which is always fucking rad great great time to be alive um, '86, which, yeah, saw John Carpenter drop the fucking the fucking uh, one of the creme de la creme moments of his cinematic history, which is Big Trouble in Little China. You'll leave Jack Burton alone. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this this one rolls in hot like the pork chop ch- pork chop Express, man. It's oh, fucking. Dude.
1: I love this movie so fucking much. Uh, Dude,
0: this is, I mean, this is, you know, John Carpenter was an indestructible force to be reckoned with. Like, he was pumping out hits like there was no tomorrow. And Big Trouble in Little China was probably the most commercially digestible (laughs) movie
1: next Mm. to Starman, you know? I mean, Carpenter's career from, like, Halloween onwards Mm. was just, perfection itself, because it's like, okay, you got Halloween, you got The Fog, you got Escape from New York, you got The Thing, you got They Live, you got Starman, you got Big Trouble in Little China. It's like, the dude could not put a foot wrong.
0: And don't get me wrong, man, I'm a fan of Assault on Precinct 13. I think that's a great movie.
1: Oh, absolutely. I completely forgot about it. Yeah, and, and also
0: his very first movie, Dark Star.
1: Yeah, which I have not seen for years. I know,
0: I need, I need to see that. I have yet to see it. But, um, yeah, Big Trouble in Little China, it was a fucking ripper of a movie, um, reuniting him with, um, you know, long, long time pal Kurt Russell, and man, this movie fucking dude, those
1: is... two together are like fucking chalk and Steve cheese, Tyler man. and Joe Perry, like, they really are, man. Axel and Slash, like Wayne and Garth. But then, you know? this, is this is a cool movie in the in the sense of
0: Chinese mythology mixed with comedy, mixed with just fucking cool action and it's kind of like just a really cool homage to those really old school kung fu movies mm. Um, but just on a weirdly supreme level like you know Jack Burton who's Kurt Russell's character one the, the, of the most iconically lovable fucking characters
1: the thing I love about Big Trouble in Little China is that it is kind of really fucking subversive because You look at the that great fucking Drew Struzan poster, which is just fucking the movie poster is mint, so mint. Like Jack Burton is like sold to us as like this fucking action hero, like this total badass. And you watch the accidental hero. You watch the movie, and he's an incompetent twit. for most of it, like he's knocking himself out. He's like. Throwing his knife off to the side. Like, yeah, like, I mean, he's, he's, he's
0: this fucking, like, rough, rough and fucking idiotic trucker that just rolls yeah, he's, in, into Chinatown into a big gang war.
1: Yeah, he's all fucking bravado. Yeah. And kind of, like, he kind of, by the end of it, he backs it up. Like, yeah, you know, by the end of it, it's just like, okay, yeah, Jack, you're pretty fucking cool. I like, mean, he's pretty fucking cool the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. But the really fun thing is that, like, you know, you're, you're watching this movie and it's, like, he's kind of – it's kind of like he's the hero, but he's kind of hopeless. And, like, Wang, who's the sidekick, kicks way more ass than Jack does.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like, some of those um, –
0: some of the characters, like uh, what was that? The fucking – um the Chinese uh what's the Chinese character's um Wang Wang Chi. Yeah, Wang Chi, yeah. Wang Chi, um, uh, played by Dennis Dunn. He
1: was fucking cool, man. Like he kicked yeah. major ass. He is awesome and it's like I mean, I love that scene in the way it's like, you know, Jack, like, loses his knife, goes to get it, comes back, and mm. Wang has just, like, fucking decimated every dude that was, like, there to fight them. Like, kicks the absolute shit out of a man. And, yeah. And, like, that
0: whole gang, they're so fucking cool. Um, and, of course, you mentioned Egg Shen, played by Victor
1: Wong. He's fucking dope, man, playing the, Egg Shen the narrative. Is, he just has the best – I love his lines in the movie. Like, I just – I love how he just doesn't really explain anything. Like, yeah, right. uh, One of my favorite lines is right at the end when Jack's like, "Egg, how the hell did you get up there?" And he's like, "Ah, wasn't easy." Yeah, (laughs) it's like, okay, cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's great, dude. And um, yeah, like there's so many lovable characters in this, and even um, a young Kim Cattrall, yeah, who's fucking smoking in this film, um, who whom we know better from Sex and the City. Not that I've watched it, but...
1: Um, I was going say Mannequin, but, you yeah, know.
0: Mannequin, yes. <laughs> mannequin is very underrated. Oh, but, um, dude,
1: I saw that at the movies, like. <laughs> fucking
0: glorious, man. But playing Gracie Lee, the, the journalist, fucking, yeah, she had a cool role and she was kind of like Lois Lane but with a bit more attitude, and a bit more pizzazz,
1: you know. I, I um, love how pulpy this movie is because it's like even some of the dialogue is like it's straight out of like a 30s kind of pulp novel. It like, is, you know, isn't which is- it? She's in the taxi. He's like, we've got one of our best men inside stirring the pot. <laughs> and, and like, there's... <laughs> It's so, it's so cheesy, but it works so well. And everyone just delivers it like yeah. a completely straight face. Like that's what I love about this movie. And that's what makes it fucking work is that no one's kind of, everyone's taking it seriously. No one's like, you know, wink, wink at the camera. Like, yeah, I know this is stupid. And that's what just really fucking sells it. It's like, mm. It's so fun, and it's just such a good time. And I mean, you know, it, it's some of the stuff like you know, Kurt Russell when he goes undercover in the brothel is like, oh my god, <laughs> Henry Swanson's my name and adventure is my game. He's <laughs> like, great. Oh my god, like stop it.
0: And just he's, he's running commentary um, on the CV in the Pork Chop Express.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah,
0: telling his stories and shit. It's like. You just gotta. You, he's the biggest idiot, but he's the idiot that we all love. You know. Well,
1: he's he's a moron, but he's mm. got a
0: heart of gold. Like, yeah, absolutely. He's just such an indestructible, unlikely hero. Yeah. Um. With just this bravado, this just his superpower, really.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like you you kind of feel like if if Jack Burton actually took five seconds to think about the situation he's in. Mm. He would shit his pants and run away, but he's just so cocksure and full of his own. Like, yeah, I'm awesome. I can handle it. Like, well, he yeah. just cruises through it. And like, you know, I mean,
0: I mean, like, to give you, to, to give, uh, uh, it, it saddens me to think there are people out there that hasn't that have not seen this film. Yeah, but we'll give you the 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 short version of this. Basically, Kurt Russell's character, Jack Burton. Rolls into Chinatown, um, comes across a fucking, you know, right in the middle of a fucking gang war between two rival gangs in Chinatown. And then in the midst of it all runs over this fucking evil sorcerer um, played by the fucking enigmatic James Hong. um, Who's so great. Lopan is one of the most underrated, coolest fucking bad guys in cinema, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Dude, and, and basically his character is on a quest to find a green-eyed Asian girl
1: that will help him um, become immortal. Basically. Yeah, he's, he's basically being cursed to be a ghost. And yeah. it's like, if he if he finds a, a green-eyed Asian girl, uh, Chinese girl, um, he can basically marry her and he will become flesh again. And, you know, basically take over the world or the universe or yeah. both. Um, <clears throat> And he controls th- this army of fucking cool ass fucking sorcerers, like uh, um, the, the three swords. Oh my yeah. god! Like <laughs> how fucking cool are those? They guys? Are awesome. Like that dude's hair, the
0: the with the high ponytail. Um, is it? Oh Rain? yeah,
1: he's. He, I think it's. He's. Which one was he? He was Rain. 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 Yeah. yeah, he was yeah. sick,
0: dude. Like I love yeah. when you first see him in the suit and the hair and I just went. Dude, I want to fucking look like that.
1: They have the coolest fucking look. Even when they're in their like ceremonial fucking battle outfits, like they're rad. When they're in like, you know, then when you see them out of those in like the three piece fucking suits and everything, Mm -hmm. they just, those fucking guys are so awesome and cool. It's just like, holy shit, you guys are rad. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. There's some fucking cool, there's some cool shit with them in the film. And, um, and, uh, you know, and, and of course, you know, just a, just a movie just filled with awesome kung fu action, lots of cool um, references to Chinese mythology and, and the gods and everything, and, you know, all beautifully it's, narrated it, by Egg Shen.
1: Yeah, it's just such a great movie. Like, it is fucking, it's full of great action. It's full of, like, you know, really cool fucking um, just just great locations, like mm. San Francisco's Chinatown. It's like, you know, great atmosphere. Like it kicks off. It's all rainy and stormy and shit. You've got great characters, great dialogue, like really funny one-liners, um, like, you know, great delivery of some of the lines. Like, I mean, this movie is so quotable. Like I, I quote this fucking movie all the time. Like it stuff like, you know, when, um, Lopans watching the monitor, he's like, ah, this really pisses me off to no end. <laughs> like, there's just so many great quotable stuff in there, like, and a killer cast of, like, absolutely fantastic actors. Like, um, yeah, it's just brilliant. Like, It's really one
0: brilliant. of the movies that just, like, <laughs> you, you know, we talk about movies that you can go back to and watch time and time again. This is definitely up there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And this movie just ages like a fine wine. It really does. Every time I watch it, I enjoy it a little bit more. And I fucking loved it the first time I watched it way back in the 80s on video. Like, yeah, it's just such a great movie. And yeah, it's like Kurt Russell. I mean, God bless fucking Kurt Russell, man. Because like a lot of actors would not have taken on this role. Well, he was
0: reluctant to, man.
1: Yeah, like he comes off. Like, Jack Burton is kind of a bumbling idiot. Like, Mm. um, which is a big fucking part of the character's charm. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like he faces down with a guy at the end with lipstick smeared all over his face, for Christ's sake. Like, it's a ballsy actor that takes that on and goes, yeah, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to give this everything it needs. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's quite an interesting film
0: because, you know, Kurt Russell became a reluctant star, but he only did it to be, to work with John Carpenter again at John Carpenter's request. And the film didn't really get a lot of love from 20th century Fox who released it. Mm. And um, so they put fuck all into promoting the film. So it ended up not doing very well at the box office thing. Yeah. 11 million or something. And then it was released in the midst of all the hype for '86's huge smash hit, which was aliens. Yeah. um, Which, you know, if, in 86 you could not avoid aliens to save your life no um, no not at and all it was released uh yeah 16 days afterwards and it just ended up becoming cult following through um home video so yeah. um yeah i mean dude it was it's it's kind of like jack burton in many ways just it's the most unlikeliest fucking hero of films yeah. um with the most unlikely hero character so Yeah, there's 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 a
1: lot to love with this film. There Um, really is. And it just it's it's got so much so I was thinking about this the other night because uh girlfriend and I were watching it. Um mm. and I was just thinking about like, you know, the 80s and like, you know, iconic characters and their vehicle. Like, and it's like Jack and the Pork Chop Express is like Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon or Michael Knight and Kit. Like, you know. Every, it, it's just such a cool thing in the 80s where it's like every hero has you know their ride and their ride is just as fucking cool as they are like you know BA Baracus and the van from the A-Team or Magnum and the Ferrari Luke mm. and his X-Wing like you know Maverick and the fucking F-14 like it, it's it's just such a cool thing and I love that Big Trouble Little China did that as well with Jack and the because the Porkchop Express like dude You say that, and anyone who's a fan of this movie instantly knows what you're talking about. Fucking A, dude. And let's not forget
0: fucking Kurt Russell's enigmatic mullet.
1: Oh, dude, that hair was epic. And the sing like, his whole outfit, man. man, Those fucking motorcycle boot things that he's got, you know, the fucking- The the faded denim jeans. The faded blue jeans, that singlet with whatever the hell's on it. It was like some
0: Japanese-Chinese fucking thing, cartoon thing. It was sick, man. It was an awesome look. And the, the funny part is is that his character has a very cowboy swagger to it, which yeah. John Carpenter originally depicted this film to, to be a Western. So it's kind of funny how it all turned around. You know, he ended up, you know, by default, turning it into a modern-day epic. And
1: thank fuck he did because, dude, it's such an epic film. It is, man. And it's just one of those great movies that, like, sort of straddles the line between, like, it's kind of a fantasy, it's kind of an action, it's kind of a comedy, it's kind of, like, you know, a, a Western sort of, you know, vibe to it as well. Like, you know, the the hero comes into town to fix everything up, except the hero's kind of hopeless and doesn't really fix shit. Mm. Um, he kind of has everyone else doing it for him and gets lucky at the end and, you know, knifes a dude in the head yeah but, absolutely uh, it's just such a great and i mean i loved and we've talked about this before i love the weird kind of riskiness of the 80s where it's like you know well what is this movie fuck i don't know like yeah you know it's like is it a comedy is it an action is it like a, a fantasy film like who knows but it just it just all works like it's you know, such it's a good to, mishmash to, um, yeah, I was just gonna say it's just similar to Ghostbusters in the sense that like it's kind of a comedy, yeah. it's kind of a horror, uh, but it's like both, but neither. Yeah, absolutely, and
0: and I think it sort of that that mishmash of genre made it very hard to market on the big screen as well, which mm. probably contributes to why it didn't do so well on the big screen because it was like it's one part comedy, it's one part horror, it's one part western, it's you know, you just can't put your finger on it. It's it's a hard movie to pigeonhole. So, I mean, obviously it falls into, I I think it falls into the action comedy category. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, look, I mean, this, this movie, you know, I was, um, there's, the special effects in it are fucking great. Some of the monsters in it look sick. Um, yeah, it's a lot
1: of fun. Um, well, I wasn't even thinking the other night when we were watching it how cool uh, lightning's lightning effects look. Still, like they yeah, still yeah. hold up really well.
0: They do, man. They do, and um, yeah, it's it's um, it's it's one of the movies that just you know, if it was shown on the big screen today, it would still fucking hold really well. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: And the thing that surprises you know me is the fact that there's been a lot of talk in recent years, up until, up to last year, even. <laughs> of a reboot or revisiting of Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, I
1: mean, The Rock was attached to it. Yeah. It?
0: yeah. I mean, look, uh, look. I'm not against it. Or I'm not for it. It's, you know, it's one of them things. You just, you, you see it regardless. But I would love to see sort of a take on the Old Man old man Jack comic series. Yeah. That would be really cool where him and Lopan team up and uh, up against the fucking supernatural entity – That would kind of be a bit more fucking digestible, you know, to see an older Kurt Russell reprise his character um, with all the comedy tropes. And um, yeah, I I don't know. Something like that, I I kind of think, might be a little bit of fun and something that the world needs right now. So I think that would be a lot more better to watch than, I don't know, The Rock trying to redo something that's,
1: you know, in my mind, perfection. Oh, look, I kind of feel like a lot of John Carpenter stuff is like it's lightning in a bottle. And it's it's the fact that John Carpenter is John Carpenter Mm. that makes it work, because it's like I kind of feel like especially with something like Big Trouble in Little China, it's like, would another director get it? Yeah. Would another director be able to, you know, go, okay, this is a little bit tongue in cheek. But we're not gonna make it stupid. Um, yeah, I just don't know. I kind of feel like look, if The Rock did a take on it, like I'm sure it would be wildly entertaining because you know the rock is a very talented dude. Mm. Um he can do comedy, he can do action, like he's a very yeah. talented guy. He's like, man. I um I have no doubt that if he did a big trouble in little china movie, I would go and watch it and I'd probably really like it. Um mm. would I love it as much as this one? maybe not uh depends on who was doing it
0: yeah absolutely
1: and it's so similar with a lot of carpenter stuff like even They Live it's like would another director really get the themes because that movie's pretty fucking wild and pretty deep and you know still pretty funny as well like yeah Carpenter's just got a certain fucking touch to him, man. Like, when he's on, he's really fucking good.
0: Yeah, there's a style that just can't be replicated or, or you know, uh, topped. Like, it's yeah. like from his scoring work to his eye for detail, um, you know, his, his characters that, you know, that he creates. They're just – I don't know. I, I just don't feel like that you can – as much as The Rock is a phenomenal actor, I just don't feel like he could do something like this justice.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I completely agree, man. Like, I just I just feel like, you know, this movie is, like I said, man, it's lightning in a bottle. And I just it really don't is. really think you could recapture that magic.
0: No. Um, I think I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns and say, if they were to do another Big Trouble in Little China, cinematic thing, um, you know, while he's still relatively young, I would, I would definitely get Kurt Russell back, play Jack. Oh, Jack absolutely Burton. man. Give like, us old like, man Jack. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it be fun. I, yeah, absolutely. Get Carpenter back in the director's chair and um, yeah. yeah, just reunite those two guys and let them go nuts. Um, I think it'd
0: be great, dude. I think it would be awesome. And it would just be cool to give that film the justice it deserves of a big budget, you know, the right promotion and everything else. And I don't know, just, it'd be kind of cool and fun. Yeah. And, and plus the other thing too, I think it'd be really, again, it would just be a positive uh, a positive thing that the world needs right now. And especially a nice um, reminder of the, the, the magnificence of Chinese mythology and culture, um, you know, with all the martial arts and the gods and all that sort of stuff. That stuff's cool as shit. And unfortunately, you know, it has been sort of um, drowned in recent years with um, the madness. So yeah, it would be kind of cool to, you know, get a bit of a cinematic reminder of the awesomeness.
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I just, I mean, I love how that that's one of the things I really loved with this movie too, is that it just kind of throws you in the deep end with all this Chinese mythology. I love that shit. All these, you know, war and gangs and stuff, mm. sorcery, and mm. you, know, you know, Chinese black magic, as Eggshank mm. says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, it, 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 the cool thing about this movie is that it kind of puts you in Jack Burton's shoes because they don't really go out of their way to explain a lot of it. Like, you know, um, Wang kind of gives like a little bit of an explanation to Jack here and there, like a little bit of stuff, but they don't go all in. Like that fucking no. weird monster thing that that oh, has worked. I love for that like, weird
0: monster thing.
1: Where the fuck did that come from, and what is it? Right?
0: No. Who cares? It's awesome. Like, it's just it, one it's, of those yeah. cool things, man. Um. Yeah, dude. It's, it's just. Yeah. They're, they're, there's there's so much love, and like you say, the legendary Pork Chop Express. You can't forget that. Um. Even uh, Egg Shen's Fucking tour bus. Tour buses. <laughs> um, for tourists. Yeah, I was reading up that. <laughs> That if you want to find that today, is it? It is apparently still being used in uh Yellowstone Park.
1: Oh, that's rad.
0: Yeah, how cool is that shit, dude?
1: That's fucking rad. I but mean,
0: oh, I would fucking, I would go just for that reason. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah.
1: But there's, there's just so much to love with this movie, and I, I love that Jack's kind of. I mean, the I mean, dude, the one liners like in this movie, like I said, it is so quotable, like. Mm. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've used son of a bitch mustache. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Right. But I mean, even, even the start where, like, you know, like I, like I said earlier in the episode, you'll leave Jack Burton alone. He showed yeah. great courage. We are in his debt. Like, Jack's just built up, like, to be this, like, oh my God, this dude's just an ass kicker extraordinaire. And then he shows up and you just kind of like, oh, he's kind of a klutz and, yeah he's um, a real
0: klutz man
1: like yeah like. i
0: like lo- the other thing i love is that massive um battle scene towards the end um prior to the final showdown with lopan um where yeah they're all in the elevator and egg Shen just fucking you know gets them all drinking his little yeah. magical potion yeah. <laughs> and they all just start getting all giddy and <laughs> you know like i don't know it's like kind of happy drunk yeah you yeah, know? yeah yeah like yeah, they're doing yeah. that whole i love you man yeah
1: i yeah, love you yeah, too man yeah, yeah, yeah and then they feel good kind of invincible yeah, yeah. I had a really <laughs> positive feeling about this
0: yeah. <laughs> it was so good man it was like fucking just i don't know shit like that was just just masterful yeah. and um
1: yeah just and then that... jack like pops out of the elevator fires his gun at the <laughs> roof and kos himself for like <laughs> The first ten minutes of the fucking fight, it's like you just the rest of the fight, he knifes a dude, yeah, stuck under him like it's just brilliant. Yeah, it's kind of while like like, Wang's flying around, fucking sword fighting dudes and shit. It's like, oh man, this is just great. It's you just watch
0: it. It, It's kind of like you think you think you you look at Jack Burton, you think, oh, here we go, like because he's very you know Kurt Russell modeled him off. John Wayne for this yeah. movie, and you think he's going to be this hillbilly cowboy, fucking tough as fuck, but he ends up just being this bumbling fucking idiot that can't yeah. get a break throughout the whole film.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like I, I, I love. It's like Ash from Evil Dead, except yes. Ash is slightly more capable like, and competent. Yeah, like it's just I love like that. We got you know in the eighties, we got these kind of like movies that like subverted that whole action hero trope and we got like these arrogant fucking loud characters who were just kind of hopeless like you know they're just kind of idiots that kind of fuck up and bumble their way through and somehow manage to like pull it together at the end it's so fucking cool and fun yeah like, absolutely. it really is and like you
0: know and and you know, at the end of the day, spoiler alert, you know, Jack Burton wins the day, gets the girl. They kind of all live happily ever after, or do they? Um, you know, and, and fucking uh, Dennis, uh, oh, what's his name? Fucking the, the main wang. Uh, oh, wait, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He ends up getting, the, you know, scoring with his girlfriend, the the hot fucking green-eyed Asian chick, you know. Um you know, it, it's a fucking happy ending for the sort, but the, the the pork chop express at the end with the fucking monster on the back, yeah, uh, just I love that shit, and yeah, that, that that's why I kind of I love how John Carpenter leaves leaves us with a happy ending, but with an open ending. Yeah. You know, I yeah. like that. That was that was a brilliant little stroke of magic, and I kind of. I, I kind of look at that as a, like a bit of a signature of his films. Like you saw yeah. it in Halloween where, you know, Michael Myers is not on the ground after falling out of the fucking the house. Yeah. The thing where, yep. you know, the, the two of them are, you don't know who the thing is and, you know, yep. and that's the credits, the fog, you know, the list goes on. Dude. Yeah. Or
1: even, even they live. It's like, you know, it's like, Nada kind of exposes this big conspiracy, and yeah, it's like the entire yeah. world's like, "Holy fuck, aliens!" And it's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, movie's over." Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Um, yeah. So even, even Escape from LA, like, I mean, that's what I really loved about. I mean, look, Escape from LA, I love that movie. It's nowhere near as good as Escape from New York, but I love that. Like, it pretty much ends with like you know, snakes kind of fucked the entire planet or the entire yeah. country. Yeah, and he just lights to smoke, and it's like. Oh well, he's off to do whatever he does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a yeah, that was
0: a fun film, and um, oh definitely, yeah, we definitely got to talk about those films for sure. Oh
1: yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, I'm a big Snake Plissken fan. <laughs>
0: yeah, but my point is, is that Carpenter again leaves a great little signature, and it brings me back to that point of what we were talking about with reboots and stuff of Carpenter films. I just don't think it's a good idea because there's a signature style to the way he does things. Yeah. You can't emulate. You really can't.
1: No, man. Like that's, that's the thing. It's like, you know, a John Carpenter film. Like, you know, it's like someone said, it's like, you know, Carpenter is an A-list director that loves making B films. And it's Mm. like, that's the thing. It's like he get like Carpenter is one of those guys. He's not like these fucking buttheads that are out there going like, you know, I'm going to make a shitty eighties movie and, you know, just kind of make it crap and stupid. It's like, no, no, no Carpenter gets what makes these movies. Great. He gets everything that makes a good sort of B grade movie. Yeah. And he just delivers it with like, you know, actors, actors, Mm. and A-grade, like, talent on his behalf, that mm-hmm. just makes these fun movies that, you know, yeah, they can be really fucking scary, like Halloween or The Fog, or, you know, really tense, like The Thing, or, you know, really fucking fun, like um, Escape from New York and stuff like that.
0: And, Big and then, then he hits you with the fucking uppercut that is Starman. like Yeah. Like the like most the unlikeliest thing. movie.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Then he gives you, like, really serious shit yeah. that makes you think like Starman and they live and it's just yeah. like yeah it's like there is no one like john carpenter for delivering like amazing shit that really kind of like can give you whatever the fuck you want out of it 100 percent, yeah man like the, the dude's just got talent in spades and he's a director that i really appreciate more and more as I get Absolutely. older and like yeah. really look into his work. Yeah. Um, Cause as a kid, it's just like snake Plissken's cool. He has an eye patch and a machine gun and a trench coat. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. You know, Jack Burton's cool. He's got like cool boots and a truck. Yeah. And, like, you know, you get older and you're just like, Oh man, this is just fucking great on so many fucking levels. And I think that is a really good sign of a really talented director in so far as he can, um, you know, you can go back and watch his shit and you can get more out of it at various points in your life, which Mm. is really fucking cool.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. It's, um, and it's great to see, you know, the, I like to think of guys like Rob Zombie carrying that trend and that
1: absolutely
0: methodology into the way that that he approaches films as well. You know, keeping a tight cast, um, interesting and fascinating plots. Mm. Um, yeah and and carpenter just gives us movies that are just memorable for so many yeah. reasons and big trouble in little china <laughs> is definitely
1: hands down yeah one of the greatest fucking films absolutely man and and to go, to go back to what you're saying it's like i i do think that is the mark of a really you know talented good director who treats his people well is mm. that <clears throat> you get uh returning cast like you know you look at Carpenter, Zombie, uh, Gemma del Toro. Like, yep. you've got so many people coming back to work with these guys mm. because they make good films and, you know, they they do interesting shit and, you know, treat their, their cast and crew really, really well. And, Absolutely. Yeah, like, fuck, man. Big thumbs up from me. Fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, no, this
0: uh, – look, man, there's not enough good things to say about Big Trouble and Little China. It's... No,
1: we could probably go on for another fucking four hours and quote the entire movie. But, probably uh... <laughs> could. That would be that would be fun actually. Uh, could be. We, we could oh. reenact the entire film. Like that would be fun. We, we need a Patreon. Like, <laughs> we, we give us five hundred dollars each, and we will record an episode where we reenact all of Big Trouble in Little China.
0: Oh man, one day, one day. You never know. But
1: uh... five hundred. <laughs> I'd do it for five bucks. Fuck. Yeah. I'd do it for a bag
0: of twisties and a beer for five bucks a week, Jake and Jesse will give you (laughs) on a grand scale. (laughs) It's
1: like Jake and Jesse's magical theater.
0: (laughs) Oh dude. Uh, No, it's fucking great. Um, but yeah, look, man, this, this film, uh, well shot, great. Uh, Chinatown looks fantastic in this film. The, the, the set designs are brilliant. The soundtrack is brilliant. Um, it's just it's yeah, like I say, it, it, a timeless magical masterpiece. Yeah. And, and
1: and another another fucking winner carpenter soundtrack and score. So yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I fucking yeah, I can't commend this movie enough. And and just the yeah, again, you know, um just that whole nod to Chinese um, gods and mythology is so good. And giving us one of the best bad guys on on film with Lopez. Oh, Pain. yeah,
1: yeah, low. And yeah,
0: like Lopan and um, Storm, they end up fucking inspiring uh, Shang Tsung and uh, Raiden in yeah, uh, Mortal yeah. Kombat.
1: Exactly, which is so fucking cruel. Cool.
0: the legacy of this film is felt in spades, man. Yeah, it's, man, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, like, I, I feel like a lot of films that followed really borrow a lot from Big Trouble and Little China, from Jack Burton, as bumbling as a, of an idiot as he is, Um, you know, Kim, even Kim Cattrall's character is fucking awesome as well. She's such a babe and she's such a fucking cool, cool character in this. Like the, that whole, um, fucking sexual tension between her and Jack throughout the film is so cool yeah I really loved yeah, it. yeah yeah
1: yeah like the the banter between them is fantastic right? it really
0: yeah. like i love it man he just the way he's just so kind of suggestive and sleazy to her and she's just kind of like oh you are so gross and
1: yeah, yeah 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 i fucking love it but can i ask you a serious question yeah. <laughs> well no well then would you ever consider yes but not with someone in your condition well, let's talk about my condition just what's wrong with it <laughs> yeah yeah, just the the wit in the dialogue in this is so fucking cool and it's so well delivered like yeah yeah, it really is it's such a great cast
0: yeah again as we said man this is one of them films that you can go back to and watch easily on a regular basis and just fucking not be disappointed oh dude yeah
1: absolutely like yeah just an absolute fucking gem and it's just so funny like looking back at so many of the the films that we all love that we consider classics nowadays is that like they tanked at the time. Like they were just like, you know, this, the thing, like Blade Runner, like so, so many great movies that people just kind of went. Yeah, so well, yeah. that's the thing, man. It didn't have all the,
0: you know, the, mm. the commercial bullshit marketing behind it. There were, mm. these were just like little gems, you know, forgotten in the wash and that came out fucking shining like diamonds, man. Yeah. And yeah, that's to. the thing. It's
1: like you know, so so. I mean, you know, God, man, I've, oh for the days of the video store because it's like, that's oh where yeah, so right. many of these movies found their found their second wind. Yeah, absolutely, man. And Big
0: Trouble in Little China was that was one of those movies, man. I, yeah, I still fucking smile just thinking about the fucking video cover on on the shelf, man. Like that was that was a a constant go to, and it was a very popular pick at the video shop.
1: Yeah, it's actually yeah, uh, it's it's on my uh, my my hunting list for VHS tapes because I haven't got it yet. The hunt is on, dear listeners. It you will know be mine. It? Oh yeah, oh, yes, it. it will be mine.
0: <laughs> uh, on that note, man, I think uh,
1: yeah, we'll wrap it up there, man. But tell, yep.
0: um, this is a fucking yeah, this is a rad episode. Big trouble in Little China, fucking rules eighty six for the win. Fucking, I don't if think you we've have not seen this gem.
1: movie you have to like you owe yep. it to yourself to give it a watch absolutely grab a couple of friends order some pizza crack a cold one and just sit back and have a good time
0: and be <sighs> fucking just blown away by the
1: magic of Jack Burton yep <laughs> talking to you on a dark and stormy night yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, as your well, old
0: power Jack Burton always says,
1: I'm going to go before some nine foot tall maniac taps the head of my back of my favorite head up against the barroom wall and asks me if I've paid my dues. <laughs> uh, have a ride weekend, everyone. As indeed, always, it's been a pleasure. And, and if that you happens, too. you just say, "Yes, sir." The check is in the mail.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Indeed. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe, damn it, because that's the cool thing to do. And um,
1: see you next week. We'll be back next week for more fun and games. Fuck yeah. All right, man. Stay rad. Hey, all right.